episode number 176 with Stephen Mike. Welcome to the Heads Up Poker Podcast. This is Steve Barton. And this is Mike. How are we doing, Mikey? You're back in California. It seems like just 12 hours ago, you and I were uh, having dinner. Yeah, we were. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm truck. good at maple, making people uh, aware that I'm, I'm, I'm so sad and depressed they buy me dinner, Steve. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for your suckerness, which we've established is, is world class. It's world class, yes. <laughs> no, that, that, was, that, that was very nice of you. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I, I got out of town real well, not real quick. I mean, I I, I uh, played some tournaments, bricked them all, and um, I had a little. You know, I raised money from investors. I had a little more money to enter a couple more win dailies, which we both love. Yeah. But a uh, couple factors, you know, I decided it's just it's just time to get out of town. So a second straight year, Vegas uh, kind of kicked my ass. Of course, I was only out there for altogether like 10 or 11 days this year so there's only so much brutality that can be done but uh your vegas is still going where are you at now steve you've had like eight tournaments you've cashed three or what what is uh, do you know you keep Uh, track of that i do you know what i have it in my uh in that poker income app you told me about and for me to pull it out right now would just make the conversation boring um i believe i've cashed in four maybe played 10 something like that i don't know i'd have to look i'm just guessing Nice. Um, the last one I had, I had a min cash at the win, which was nice because I bageled the uh, Aria um, like 30 minutes before. I was only in that thing for 15 minutes. I misplayed top two pair. It was dumb. And just looking back, the situation, the guy, he's never doing that with less than a set. I should have known. Yeah. I don't know. Top two pair always sounds strong to me. But, yeah, um, but if, the way if, if you went, didn't, it was like I had uh, I had King Jack off. Um, I'm in this three betting mode, you know, so I three bet the uh, old guy he calls uh, flop comes King Jack 10, two spades. We don't have a spade. Uh, he bets 3K. We call uh, turn is an offsuit four. He checks. We bet like 6,500. He shoves all in. And at that point, I'm like, why didn't I check? <laughs> I was like, can I fold this? I should fold this. This is a fold. How much to call? Uh, let's see, stack, starting stacks, I believe there were 20K. It was, uh, like, right at the beginning. So we had, like, 100 big blinds, you know. Okay, it, so basically, probably, probably about 9K to call to win, to win 31. Does that sound about right? Uh, total in the pot, we both had about starting stacks would have been... Right, so 40K. after you put three bet pre-flop, and you said it was three 3K on the flop? 3K on the flop, yeah. So then, in another sixty five hundred. So yeah, you probably have nine k in your stack. So uh, yeah, I don't know. That's I'm trying to do the math in my head. I'm I'm just Is terrible. Is he ever doing that with Jack Ten or King Queen or Queen Jack? Yeah. Or he, two he, he, here's a here's always the simple. Like when it happened, if already like your gut sinks and you think you're beat, you're usually beat. Yeah. Like that's, I can tell that's the feeling you had even live, yeah. right? Yeah, I did. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe you're supposed to find a fold there. Um, I'm wondering if I he could. Even I, bet I, the I turn. think I think I, King Ten is. I think King Ten is definitely in his range. 
So that's what I would be thinking. That's the of all the hands you can beat. You block first of all. You block kings and jacks. Yeah. Um, pocket tens is certainly a possibility. Kings and jacks. First of all, he's probably four betting, so you can take those out totally out of his range. Probably. I don't know. Maybe he has jacks sometimes. Um, you know, ace queen obviously definite possibility. King ten. Um. Jack ten. Yeah. We block Jack ten, but that is possible. Yep. Uh, why wouldn't he just check call those? Probably though, the two pair combinations, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, Steve. That's a tough spot though. Yeah, I think it's a fold. I just it, it's like you described. I'm I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't have bet the turn. Um, you do risk giving his flush draws a free card. You know, his uh, eight nine of spades or if he decided to do that. But this old guy, I don't think he's raising with that, and I don't think he's calling a three-bet with that. You know what I mean? If he's got spades, it's going to be like ace-queen, which fucking has us killed, or whichever the two spades weren't, like an ace-ten or an ace-jack or whatever it was. Um, or like ace-nine suited? Is he really this old guy racing? Maybe he is ace-nine, ace-eight suited, you know, spades. But those are just a few combinations there. You know, there's a lot more of ace-queen off and sets um yeah i don't know if, if it was the main event i would probably be folding I, I that's how i use a lot of these stuff if it was rather than a 30 dollar online but if you're like if it was like the most important term of the year can you find a fold yeah um, I could. of course if the main event was some little was had 20 minute levels you know or something <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> you know what i mean that that's a whole different other aspect of it so what did the villain have uh, we call and, uh, he's got a set of jacks and then that's when I was like, well, what the hell did you think he had? <laughs> like, there's only a couple things there that you're hoping he's got. And that's like ace nine of spades, ace eight of spades, jack 10, which he's probably not doing that with and king 10, uh, king queen. Is he really doing that there with king queen? I guess some villains might, but an old guy like this, that's probably 65, you know, he just bought in, he's playing kind of. I don't think he'd do that there. Yeah, right. Was a fold. I think it was a fold. Um, I wonder what. Yeah, about the bet sizing too on the turn. I I would be betting the turn, but uh, smaller. Yeah, probably a little smaller. Not just necessarily get away from the shove, but to get him to call with one pair of hands. Yeah, get because him to call you think you're you think you're ahead of a lot of his. Uh, well, I mean, he did donk, but um, I don't know, Steve. If that's the worst hand you played this summer, you've been playing very well. I guess so, yeah. It worked out, too, because I went I went straight over to the win. I regged that. I was there about five or ten minutes after it started. And uh, then we run until, like, 11 o'clock at night, and we got 28th. So we got a min cash, uh, which paid for both those tournaments. And then after drinks and stuff, uh, you know, waters and coffee and all that, I think I made $30 for the day. And you so. cashed another win for, like, 2200 didn't you, or something? That was the big, that was the big cash so far, That right? was the big cash so far was the 2200 at the win. Yeah, it was a four hundred. So day. probably at this point you're maybe up just a couple hundred. I mean, I'm not being dismissed, but you played the one k. Exactly. I mean, this is this is well, the bottom line. Well, the one k. I only yeah. had uh, well after yours. <laughs> oh, I didn't do a one percent swap with you, but I did with Derek. I guess I had three hundred ninety dollars myself, so I had like thirty nine percent. But uh, I, I had forty percent of myself in that one. So it. Um, well, yeah, I mean, just like your overall tournament ROI, I guess more than like how much you have in it personally but um okay hang on i'm uh, i'm looking well you don't really right have now. to look it up i mean i just yeah just uh, just to make again the point of why tournament poker is so terrible <laughs> you know you cash at a four to ten 
and you probably you probably broke you probably broke even or won a couple I'm, hundred. I'm maybe. guessing what this is. I don't know how to use this program to filter for dates or whatever, but I think I'm up or down a couple hundred bucks. Right. Yeah. That <laughs> seems about accurate. <laughs> I'm I'm deeply envious, obviously. <laughs> yes. Um what else is uh, was was going on in Vegas here? It's kind of funny. You get to catch up with people, right? It is. You're yeah. you're you're a social man. You get you get the Carlos. Carlos has been like deep in the main event, uh, railing some poker superstars. Yeah. And then he finds himself with hanging out with some Oki from California, watching <laughs> him grind a little tournament. So that was kind of fun, right? <laughs> it was. It was. That was cool. It was cool. He had one percent of me too, so that was uh, that was fun. And uh, he and I have played a couple tournaments. Uh, together we played that one win 400 that he had one percent of me and then i got 10th and then uh, we also played one out at binions and um that was an interesting tournament uh i've got one hand from that um i was on the uh, button we got 27k uh blind levels are 500 1k 1k um 1k and annies uh and so we got two and a half bigs in the pot to start. We've got 27 big blinds and we've got king queen off on the button. Okay. So I make it 3,100, which is, um, I've been doing this 3.1 X. I think I, I talked to you about it. Uh, I raised the 3.1, 3,100. Uh, the small blind, he sat down, um, probably half an orbit ago. And, um, so I don't really have a read on him. But he raises to 16K, the big blind folds, and it's on us. So we make it 3.1 big blinds. He make it 16 big blinds. And we've got, uh, after our 3,100, we got 24 bigs behind. So if we shove here, I, I can't imagine a scenario where he's ever folding. But uh, what do you do here with King Queen off? Now, a little history, too. I had shoved, I had about, I think, 13 big blinds with Jack-8 suited. And I look to my left, there's four players left, and two of them I can tell are folding. And so I'm basically on the button shoving Jack-8 suited um, with, uh, what did I say, 12 or 13 big blinds? And right. uh, I do. Uh, the guy ends up calling, he wakes up with uh, Ace-King, and we actually win. So that was a couple of hands before, and that's what the small blind saw. So he saw me shoving into four people, but I don't think he was aware that two of them were folding right there. So it probably looked light to him and um that's the guy that's three betting us out of the small blind right what do you think um i think it's an easy fold i mean that's my first instinct it's just uh not something you want to when you're you're 27 bigs deep it's not like you got a lot of your stack in there and i just because he sees you shove jack eight I don't know. I mean, how is you when you see someone shove? Of course, you and I know that probably that shoving Jack eight suited from the button with thirteen bigs is 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 fine. Yeah, but in a small daily, maybe where a lot of people think that's crazy. Yeah, um, I think their response to that is nece not necessarily well. He's wide. I'm going to shove him off some of his junk here. It's going to be a lot of players are like, oh, I can't wait to get a hand against this loon. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. that is, that is. Most people aren't aren't bluffing the guy. If your if your table image is wild, a lot of people aren't necessarily trying to bluff you. Yeah. Um. It's again, it's the quality of the competition, everything else. Uh. Yeah. King queen off. I always have trouble folding king queen suited. 
It's do. basically the same hand probably in this spot, but that's always it's like, an extra like 1.34% or something. Yeah, I don't but know for me, it'd be, goddamn, I'm not folding suited, king-queen suited here. It's hard, uh, it's first of all, uh, how many big blinds did the opener have? Me? No, the guy who opened the pot. Oh, I opened the pot. I oh 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 you three point one next oh okay yeah, I'm 3. sorry three point one and then he's I thought someone lit and you well, and you no. made it three point one no it folded sorry. to me on the button um okay so your okay so your your hand is is weak is you do definitely have a wider range than uh yeah I saw thought at first um I don't know I mean he just like you say he's not folding he's or not if he did if he did it would be hideous obviously about the worst yeah. play ever. But doesn't this just feel like jacks or like ace king? Like okay, so you're behind those hands. Yeah, yeah. No, I folded. I'm I'm trying to think if there was any argument for for shipping this, but it sounds like there's not. No, it's. I mean, it. I think it's. Easy yeah, fold. Okay. it's an easy fold, even against the. Uh, if anything, now if this guy you saw was three betting a lot, then um, you know limp shove is a great spot for that hand. Yeah. Okay. That kind of thing. Um, or or bet shove. Um, I like doing that move actually with king queen suited right there. Mark Aliotto taught me that one. Like you have around twenty bigs, you limp the button with uh, king queen suited, and if you get any action from any of the blinds, you just rip it. Right. I like that move a lot. But um, yeah, I mean, king queen's a decent hand. And everything, but even if he's, uh, I mean, I don't know how what, how you do. You probably have it forty five percent against his range. Who knows if he's got a bunch of crummy aces and and pairs and stuff? He might have a couple suited connectors. Okay. But uh, yeah, I don't, it's it, I think it's an easy fold, Steve. I don't. Yeah, I don't okay. know. We, we have to go too in depth into that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, an easy fold. Right on. I I, I took a, a second, and then I ended up folding, and I was like, ah, if he makes it like seven k here, I think it's kind of like a kind of a sexy reship because you got two blockers. It's not suited. Um, and you have full equity, but yeah, know. again, again, I, I'm not even like trying to, I mean, of course you're always ranging people and like here, yeah, you can say, well, he never has Queens plus. Yeah. So, you know, that means I'm doing, I'm not doing horribly against his range. If you can take aces and Kings out, obviously, and Queens, but, um, yeah, it, it j- kind of just doesn't matter because king-queen is just not a super great hand to call yeah. off your chips with, which is essentially what this is. Essentially, this is a call-off, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good point. Um, oh, another one, too. I'm, I didn't write it down, but I remember it vividly. Uh, I was in the cutoff. This was last night, uh, the 550 that we played. Uh, I'm in the cutoff with 8-8. Eight, eight. I got two red eights. Folds to me. I open to 3x. I got 30 blinds. Okay. Um, the button has about uh, 35 big blinds, so he's just got me covered. Uh, he three bets to 11K. Both the blinds fold. It's back on us. Um, have you seen him three bet before from, from the yeah, button? Yeah, I have. And they've been shoves into shorter stacks, and they haven't called. Uh, I'm shoving here. Okay. I mean, eight, pocket eights is good. Uh, is a good hand. Uh, I guess possibly, maybe you'd rather four bet call it off. I mean, um, I'm sure there's probably some good arguments for that. But um, yeah, this this is one of those spots. I think 
I try to defer to what the smarter people say. Like Carlos would probably like a shove here because he might call with pocket sixes and fold King Jack suited. Yeah. Yeah. Some okay. of his, I mean, of course he might fold. He might just flat with those hands too. Um, I, like I said, he's, he's going to be a lot of aces he's calling with here. Probably yeah. ace ten suited plus. You know what I mean. Yeah. Basically, he does, even if he's if three betting for value, you're not doing horribly against his calling range, and you got a lot of fold equity. I think you're getting a lot of folds here. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think in his in his position of, of uh, the eleven you know, K was what threw me off a little bit. I was like, I don't know if he made it like eight and a half or something like that. Then. I'm sorry. What what was your opening size? Your opening size was three K. Uh, yeah, it, well, three, bi- three point one big blinds and then he made it 11 big blinds. That is a big raise, although the trending is to bigger sizing. I, True. I think, I think maybe I started that, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> I was just <laughs> playing scared. Poker. It, it, I, I don't know where I'm it playing, came from. Playing scared and too dumb to play post flop. So, um, I mean, my size would probably be, might be 9,100 and you know, 8,900. Yeah. I mean, it's big. Uh, I, you know, less likely, I guess you're getting a fold. Um, when you shove, but, uh, I, yeah, I'm just You're telling you, same, here. I'm okay. saying, just telling you what I would do. 30 bigs, yeah. pocket eights, latish position against a button raise, a uh, button three better who's three better before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's again. You're all good with the physical tells and other things. I don't know if your if your spidey senses were going off that he was strong here. I'll be curious what the result is, but uh, I would I would have shoved. Okay, uh, I didn't get anything from him. He was, um, uh, I, I couldn't tell if he was a professional or not, uh, but he said he lived in, God, I think it was like Northern California, and he goes fishing a lot. He had this uh, hat on with uh, two hooks on it, and it was the uh, uh, one of the farm teams for uh, the, the Houston Astros. I can't remember what, oh, was, their team was called the Hooks. That's what it was. <laughs> so they have two fish hooks, and he's a fisherman, and like that. But as far as like uh, reads on him, I, I didn't get anything. Um, I just got nothing. So I, what'd you do? I folded. Um, I, I knew it was either a shove or a fold and I, uh, I, I, it was right on the edge. Like nines, I would have, I would have shipped easy. Uh, sevens, I would have folded eights. I had a decision and, um, maybe sevens is even a shove. You know, now that I think about it, um, you're still holding uh, out those smaller I mean, it, it, you know, it's not. I, I, I want. I, I want to say it's an easy shove, but uh, I don't know. It, it, again, what are you doing it, with sevens? There? I, I, I got killed this summer, Steve. I don't know. I know I'm playing on ACR in a hundred dollar tournament. It's the easiest shove ever. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all I can say. So, true, true. True. Again, um, my my default is 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 probably is more aggression than than yours is more caution. So. Okay. All right. Uh, quickly, Steve, you said you said we we don't have a lot of time. There's a couple other things I'd like to uh, heads up here. Do you uh um you got a date tonight? Uh, I'm going to meet uh, gal for lunch. Um, one of uh, you met her yesterday. She backed me in the um, in the uh, five fifty, and so um, I'm going to see how much uh, poker knowledge I can sap out for a uh, for a hamburger. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> we'll see. So she's a she's a pro. She knows a lot about poker. She's a pro. Yeah, I talked about one hand that her and I played together. This was uh, 
few months ago before I went to China. Uh, I talked about it with Carlos, and I was in the small blind with Ace Queen offsuit. Wait, where where was this? This was in Vegas. This was in Vegas at the Win, yeah. Okay. And um, we got reseated at the final table, and before I was just on her left, and then we got reseated. Then I moved to uh, I still moved to her left. I think I was still directly to her left. She opened. It was either but the button and the cut or the cutoff, uh, and if it was the button, then I was directly to her left. If it was the cutoff, then the button folded and I was in the small blind. Um, but I was debating three betting with ace queen off there or not. Uh, she ended up having pocket five. She flopped a set. Um, I uh, somehow convinced myself that ace high was good. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't call her. I didn't, she didn't bet the river, though, which was nice. And uh, so I didn't uh, lose any more there. But Carlos was like, I really like a three bet there a lot. You know, and she's just folding so often. And then I found out later, I was like, if I three bet there, do you call? And she's all, no, I fold every time. I'm like, hmm, okay, no, so good job, Carlos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, three yeah. betting is, um, I think, ace queen. Uh, yeah, I flat ace queen too much. You know, someone opens early position, you know, yeah. I'm, especially if I'm in middle position. Yeah. Uh, I think it's That's a tough spot. I think it's, uh, yeah, I should be, should be folding there. Oh really? Just open folding? If somebody opens like under the gun, yeah, and you had ace queen from the low jack, I, I don't think folding's a mistake. You know, you might be right. I've been, uh, I sometimes call there and I sometimes three bet there, depending on who the opener is. But you may be right, especially if it's a tight guy. Just let it go. Yeah, don't just basically any, don't ever let your cards accidentally flip over so anyone would see them, but just quietly fold. <laughs> how how deep in stacks were you? Pocket fives on that hand, like this is I'm, I'm least you know I'm hyper attentive to stack size. So basically, sort of like the last side, the last hand where it was thirty bigs versus 30, 30 bigs effective. If I'm in position against you and you're opening, I'm like, uh, I'm I'm like, well, you know, they're. I can just own this guy because he's he's going to fold. He's got to fold all a lot of a small, medium pairs pre, because he can't really three bet. I mean, because he because because he can't really set mine. Yeah. Um. Basically, I I don't know how many, but it, uh, rather than rambling on here, the, the, a lot of people are going to overfold in that spot if you three bet probably, or I think so. well, th th not really, or or not or not going to ship as much as they should. Like you know, small pairs. You can reship on someone if you're 30 bigs deep there because if they're if they're an active three better, but you can't flat really. Um, anyways, I don't know, Steve. Uh, I don't remember the stats. Got to, it, was, uh, it was episode 163. Uh, I'd have to go back and listen. I'm guessing okay. it was around 30 to 35, but I just don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know, Steve. I, we were talking about this a little last night. If we can, without really, I, we could. I could just sort of throw in one hand real quick, though. I, 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 you know, they say try to play like the player that you hate to play against. Yes, it's bothering you, and that I is think such a great analogy. Um, I think I'd less like. I mean, right now I'm a better poker player, at least cash, and uh, I'm certainly less likely to punt a stack in a tournament. But I, I think I'd rather play against the me of today than the me of a couple of years ago, maybe. Um more straightforward yeah maybe coming out of the gate you know this is like i'm trying to get lay back and wait for people to get mistakes and stuff i used to be the guy kind of blasting right away um i mean just a quickly an example this was th th this is a hand that I, I was driving back with this i drove back with two pros and one of them said this is like the worst hand they've ever heard how i described it like it was the stupidest thing they ever heard 
But uh, I opened like 30 bigs. I opened UTG one and uh, pocket fives. Not an open off that stack depth, first of all. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Pocket fives, 30 bigs, UTG one, you're not opening? No, it should what not be. What are you be, doing? Because you can't, you can't, you can't call three bets. You're, you're folding? Yes. I'm not doing that. That should be a fold. It depends on the competition. If you're playing pro competition, it's easily a fold. If you're playing okay. against a bunch of guys who are going to be flatting pocket eights from the button, trying to hit a, um, hit a set. Uh, kind of shit you know if, if the three betting is frequency but for the most part uh yeah i don't know steve okay, we'd, okay. Uh, we'd have right. to let, let's put it this way steve if i kind of a real pro knows exactly what hands they're opening in that spot yeah i don't okay <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm you know from, from that step with 30 bigs uh but fives i'm opening okay well stealing like this is a spot where um Mark Light might like opening King Six suited more than pocket fives, or certainly okay. because because you're just getting three bet less often. Yeah, you're blocking you're blocking a bunch of combos of uh, Ace King, King Queen, King Jack, King Ten suited. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, I opened it right away, which is a mistake. I okay. Think. And I get three bet by someone who's. You know, UTG three, I guess the low jack. So it's not even a late position raise. You know, I'm opening, I'm opening early position. That's usually strong. Yeah. And I so that should have a pretty strong raise. It wasn't someone who's three betting a bunch, but I was doing a lot of raise folding, and I'm running horrible, lost every flip. So I just decide, you know what? I'm gonna. I looked at the stack sizes. I said I'm gonna call. He's gonna see bet. I'm gonna check raise for half my stack, and I'm gonna take it down. So okay. this is this is something the Mike of a few years used to go used to do. I used to just decide upon strong lines and take them, mm-hmm. regardless of my hand or anything that's going on, which <laughs> is like evidence that suggests otherwise. <laughs> which is such a fish thing to do. So, anyways, I call the flop is Ace X X. I ch- I check he bets I raise for half my stack he folds, hmm. and I win. You know, pretty pretty ten big blinds. Yeah. So, like I said, this one guy who's like a real. He's like, what? Well, what are you fucking talking about? You really like the flop doesn't matter at all, <laughs> and of course the flop. If it was probably queen jack ten suited or something, yeah, you know what I mean. You're giving up, yeah. Um, there's probably a few, but the ace high one I thought was pretty good. If he's got if he's got a pure value range of tens plus, um, that's a bad flop for twenty four combinations of hands, kind of thing, you know. But uh, anyway, Steve, this is so this this was a, a fishy Mike move of four or five years ago, whatever. And it worked. <laughs> uh, it got through. Yeah. Again, I still remember a. Uh, I mean, like, yeah. Quickly, like there, like the, the first tournament I won, the Brigada tournament. I remember some hand which I played, which is just asinine. Guy opens under the gun. I just call on the button with like nine three, because I decided after all the guy had been opening, and then just c betting, a lot. So I was gonna float and like take it down on the turn, kind of thing. You know, I mean, typical stuff. It's really not. I mean, you could say it's a legitimate thing to just call, call your, defend your button, button against every two bet. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you have position. It's probably value. But it's like a bad flop. It's it's like whatever, jack, seven, five. I, I don't remember what the flop was. He bet I called. The turn was a, um, again, a, no equity for me, like a queen. You know, queen, jack, exa, and um, he bets and I raise like big. For like most of my stack. Yeah. 
and he goes deep in the tank, and I'm just like, what exactly am I doing? Like the plan was to float and then steal it on the turn, and now yeah. I just decided, fuck it, let's 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 ramp it up a notch here. Yeah. Not ranging him, not looking at anything. Card combos. What does he see bet? What does he double barrel with? Blah blah blah. And he tanks forever. Yeah. And I'm like 90% sure he had aces or kings. Yeah. So this is not a great strategy trying to get people <laughs> to fold aces and kings. Yeah. Right with nine high. So again, it's horrible. Um, it worked. There was a couple things in that PLO tournament. I again when we were like three handed. Where I'm like check raising kind of shit, where yeah. with absolute with absolute crap. So I mean, the check raise is just strong. Yeah. Anytime you're raising, it's good. But again, I've had this discussion. Like you know, Mark and Ben just didn't believe in you have you eliminate the no equity raise out of your. You can check raise, check raise the gutter balls, but not your complete shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. which is I know is right. But I, I just feel like the mic a couple of years ago, I mean, I, like I said, I, I lost every F and flip I had. Um, yeah, it was just annoying. I ran bad. It was the major factor in me losing money. But uh, anyway, something to throw out there. I'm frustrated with tournaments. And uh, I don't know, Steve. What was the other thing? Oh, yeah. the uh, I didn't listen to the KB episode yet i gotta be honest i don't know did you address the whole six four spades thing there was a big there was a big drama there when you showed up in town there was yeah i uh i was supposed to get uh, back uh from them um i assume before i left for the wsop because uh i submitted it you know uh i don't know a week or so in advance and uh before i left the check was never there and then i called my neighbor and had him check for it after I'd been here for several days. And he's like, no, it's just junk mail and something from, uh, you know, Edison. I'm like, okay. Uh, I was like, so I called up a friend and I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm on this site. They owe me money. It doesn't look like they're paying out. And this we've as online poker players, we've seen this pattern before, you know? And so of course we're wary putting our money too much money, you know, shit can happen. And they can go under. And he's like, sure. you got to you gotta call them out. You know, you got to let anyone know out there that you can reach to not deposit on this site again because they're not paying out. And I'm like, you're right. And so about 20 minutes later, I, I went and took a cold shower. And then I got out and I, uh, I recorded a two-minute uh, episode that basically let everyone know that 6-4 Spades is not paying out. And, um, you know, I wouldn't deposit on there. And uh, that gained traction extremely fast and uh within a few hours i had um two guys on twitter that wanted to interview me and one of them even wrote an article on it and uh then oh, about, I, did, I, did, I didn't know that what would what they write an article for a uh, uh poker tube uh he ended up tube. writing okay. a uh, okay, an article gotcha. i tried to get him to uh to withdraw it because i talked to the owner a few hours after that and then we got it sorted out he was going to overnight it to me and he assured me that uh basically it's a small site that all of a sudden the impression i got talking with the owner is it's a small site there's only three guys running it that uh gained a lot of notoriety really fast and they uh weren't able to keep up with the demand one of the guys was gone on vacation, so that kind of fell back. And um, I think it was just a, a customer service issue. I don't think they're having any trouble paying out. Uh, um, I'm still 
playing on there. And I, I know you're probably like, Steve, what are you doing? Uh, but I pulled most of my money off. I have a little bit on there that if I lost it, it it wouldn't be uh, um, it wouldn't be that detrimental to me. But it it's tough for me not to play on there, bro, because it's so um, it's so soft. Well, you know? yeah. Beyond, of course, there's the issue, Steve. I I mean, not that you weren't aware of this. Like right away, I'm like, the issue here is the people listening to the podcast, the withdrawal who've deposited, who deposited from your. So, yeah, I, I thought you're like, hey, thanks. I talked to the owners. Thanks for straightening everything out because you were going to get your money. You was a little fast. Like, you know what I mean? Like helping the, the withdraw from – I mean you, you provided that information. So you've got your money. Uh, let's hopefully the problem is solved. But just – we should give a heads up for the people who – first of all, I don't know if anybody – you took or had 4000 off. Anybody who has $2,500 was always my number. I never wanted more than that on a poker site. Yeah. Because out of fear of things going to shit. So if anyone who signed up for that, that that's my quick thing thinking that uh I it's it's like you said, as soon as there's any withdrawal issues with a poker site, that's the number one red flag. You know. Right. I I'm, I'm, I completely I'm cynical. understand if you guys do not want to play. Like the the affiliate uh, deal what it is is when you sign up and you use that link, the podcast gets a portion of your rake back and you also get a portion of your rake back that just gets redeposited into your account. But if you can't pull your money off, then like, well, what the hell? None of that matters. You know what I mean? But, uh, it, uh, it looks like they had an issue with, um, uh, with PayPal. So they're mailing the money orders, uh, directly to your house. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, um, if anyone wants to withdraw, and, uh, you know, make sure it works and then you could always put it back on or just take your money off if you want to do that, too. I, I don't blame you. I'm going to keep a little bit on there and play a little bit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that uh, it was definitely an eye opener to uh, to have that happen. Well, of course, I've dealt with this before. Uh, so Carbon Poker was having their big issue a couple of years ago. Remember, I had all this money trapped on there. I kept yeah. playing just because I had money on the site. And I went on a real heater, even though I was already having withdrawal issues. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe they'll get it straightened out. It might be worth for me to stay on there. A lot of pro top. Pro so it kind of worked out that way. But it is you do have to kind of. And like you said, it's difficult with the, you know, b b b ignition stole my money. I mean, there's just no way to put it. There's no other way to put it. I mean, I've proven I've asked them. I said, prove it. Show me the, the, the successful block blockchain transaction to show that I received this Bitcoin. They can't do it and won't do it, and now it's just they're just trolling me. Uh, but no, very few other people seem to have problems on that site. So I honestly think there's like some corporate rule where you have to fuck one percent of the people over just for your own entertainment. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know, but like, no, I haven't heard other people have problems with this site. So uh, I don't know what to say. Like, and again, this is a great site. Like, if you're gonna play online poker. Why you have to play Ignition? This is for a while where I was playing, and Mark's like, "How can you not play this site?" And then I finally started playing the site again, and quickly got out of makeup and started making money because it's just softer than everything else. So now, just out of spite, which I don't know if it's enough. I mean, it's a, it's a good enough reason, I think. I mean, they stole my money, but if I'm trying to be an online poker pro, this is why I'm just I like I'm swearing it off altogether. I think, which is probably stupid because overall my hourly wage playing online poker is higher than it is playing cash for sure. But well, uh, you can't transfer it from ignition to ACR. 
Well, ACR you know? is is just much tougher. So if I'm going to be using my time to sit there and grind, yeah, my hourly, of course, is killed if I don't play ignition, I guess. So it is a question of profitability, too. Yeah. But, you know, it might be this year, the rest of the year, it might be like 10 Sundays that I play ACR. That might be the extent of it. And every every now and then on a Thursday night when I'm home, fire up a 5K turbo or something. I don't know. But uh, I told myself, of course, we know I'm not the most meticulous poker student that I'm going to be. Uh, when, I, when I do study, it's going to be cash, though, because that's where the money's at. But uh, quickly about the 6-4 uh, spades. Um, okay, people, people, I guess people have full information here that you are – you're going to still – Sell the. You're still going to be getting. If people watch the show, deposit. You still get a little chunk of it, right? That's why. You, yeah, that's the how podcast it works. gets a little bit of rake back. And, um. Uh, so, but you're you genuinely believe in the site. This isn't you. Like my God, I can't lose that thirty dollars a month. This is you. You're 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 you. You're not a you're not a poor man. So just make it clear that that has nothing to do with this. You're still playing the site, and you've talked to the owner. Of course, Steve, I'm the most bitter cynic, and you are a highly trusting individual. Maybe I'm too trusting. Uh, right. I, it's going to take a while for them to get my full confidence back. And, uh, you know, if you guys have any problems getting your money off, let me know and I'll uh, take care of it. I've got the other cell phone the, number. Uh, start the social media shitstorm. Yeah, I, I just, um, you know, you're having trouble getting your money. Just say, I just want to hear it's on its way. Yeah, Not, that's hey, all it would have taken. Yes. Say, if, 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 or, if they had uh, just emailed me and said, look, we're having – uh, you know, we had this little software glitch. Uh, we're hoping to fix it in the next week and a half or two. We're sorry, but we will mail you a cashier's check at the end of that. Uh, let us know what address you want us to mail it to. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying I, I don't want to hear about I, again. I don't know, Steve. I'm not an IT guy or whatever the hell the word is. I don't know how to build a website. Um, but that would be something that would be dealt with very early. I would think, you know, just processing even before you start working out a strategy for, um, how, you know, what sort of, uh, rake back you're going to offer people or, you know, your promotional stuff, you're going to have work out the processing issues. This is how people deposit. This is how we withdraw. We need absolute security for the player's money. Yeah. Um, and apparently they had some trouble with that. So, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. But like you said, it's, it's an issue that every poker player has to kind of decide upon is, um, it is. That's the who risk to, who, you to, take. Who, to, who to trust. I don't. You know. That's the risk we have to take as online players. Is you know when you play on sites that have a small player pool and they're very soft, it's not as established as America's Card Room, but it's a lot softer, and your hourly is going to be a lot better there. So pick your well, poison. Even, you know what I mean? Well, you, this you would this would be more risk for uh, uh, for these uh, little sites, uh, but. Well, gonna, we need uh, we need legalized online poker in the country. God, that would solve, that would solve a lot I know, I know, I know. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to withdraw your money, uh, now's the time. Uh, you can do it. I'm going to keep a small little nest egg on there and continue to play. And if you want to do the same, you can. If not, that's cool too. It's all good. But uh, I just wanted complete transparency and let you guys know what I learned talking to the owner. And uh, after 30 minutes of with him on the phone and dealing with him afterwards, it um, I. I think there could be a lot of potential in this site. I could be wrong. Um, but, 
you know, I didn't get the impression that it was anything that they were doing maliciously or anything. It was just a, a glitch in the matrix, and these guys are working 90 hours. Of- well, like I said, it might be like my thing with an ignition. It might be an anomaly, I guess. Uh, we hit, When you did say don't deposit, nobody else jumped in and said, I can't withdraw e- either. True. Um, so that hasn't happened yet, which maybe thinks that, you know, for whatever reason, they just had a problem with this one deposit but i don't know steve i don't trust people so we'll see i'm gonna ask for updates here <laughs> okay <laughs> i want to know if the six four spades people have uh you know breaking into your room at night no uh i'm, I'm sure hopefully it'll be fine i guess that's I, I guess that's there's nothing really too much more to say on it you've uh yep. you've covered that so how longer how much longer are you going to be in vegas what are your uh, plans hereafter i i the one i wish i the uh i wish i Almost stuck around in town just for the TPE meetup, but I, I needed to go. I know that's that's coming up tomorrow, right? That's tomorrow, yeah, the 22nd at 8 p.m. at PT's Pub. I'm going to be, um, let's see, today is the 21st. I'm going to be here. I have to leave the 27th because i got to go to work uh, on the 28th. But So I've got, uh, counting today, six days. Okay, sounds good. Bounce. Yeah, uh, it's going by quick. Man, it's been fun, though. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> any any chance you uh, I mean since you're up a little bit, Steve, why not why not r- roll the dice here and uh, enter the monster stack, man? That's How much is that? A, one? It's fifteen hundred. I know that's that's high. Maybe you could get on Twitter and uh, hey, I've cashed four out of ten times. Uh, all I want to do is raise five hundred, take a thousand of your own action. I mean, this is this is about as good as it gets here, man. I think I don't know the monster stack like it. When is day two of the monster stack? Um. I'm guessing Sunday, so probably this tournament doesn't probably end until Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday of next week. So maybe you can't even do it. I'll have to check. I'll have to check. Just if a thought. I, if I do end up playing it, guys, pay attention to my Twitter at HUP Podcast, and uh, if I play that one, I'll definitely be selling action. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of my whole, yeah, I wanted to. Uh, I mean, I kind of said this last year. I was over Vegas, and of course, I just have the tournament thing in my blood. Yeah. And I was talking on the way back. It's like it's just it's ego now too. I don't want to leave. I understand poker now. I realize tournaments are just for fun. This is not a way to make a living. For a few gifted individuals, I mean, it can be a way to make a permanent life roll, you know, if you get lucky. But uh, if I do return to Vegas, it's got to be like. I got to really target the right tournaments. I, I got to spend a lot of time at the win with you and Carlos, I think. Dude, I'm telling you, those wins are so and, valuable. And uh, there's a few WSOP tournaments I would definitely play. The Monster Stack, the Double Stack, the Millionaire Maker, and the, probably the main event. Let's just assume I was, you know, could sell action and could kind of play any tournament that I want. And, you know, that might be it. Just play those weekend tournaments that, the, that bring all the people in. But, like, the weekday 1500s and those kind of stuff, like, those are the ones that, are really really pro heavy because you don't have as many amateurs you know a lot of the amateurs like the like the big gimmicky tournaments yeah so if i do return to vegas and uh i left vegas i don't know if if i i want to say i'm over it but again i just don't but i left vegas (laughs) not even like depressed or cry i was i felt bad that i lost people's money again you know not last year i was really embarrassed and like at this point i'm like you know i played well there's yeah. nothing to do. I, I finally understand that. Um, but, uh, you know, it wasn't 
I didn't feel like, a, well, I have to come back and prove myself. And, you know, it's just like, OK, the tournaments are stupid. I was running very good in cash for me to come out there and, you know, lose 78 to brick 7,800 in tournaments is probably pretty stupid. But, yeah, but uh, you got to hang out with me. Well, that's true. Yes. But, uh, yeah, for that reason, maybe always come out for a week and play the online one, of course, big stars around that one. I have to play that one, I think, every year. I mean, that's just that's that's the one where my edge will be biggest, I think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just talking to these guys on the way back, I'm like, you know, there's an ego here. I can't just leave now. And, like, now is the perfect time to get out. You've lost money and you understand what the problem is with all this crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've you've second summer in a row, you took it on the chin. And, uh, you know, if I didn't go to Vegas the last two summers, I'd be $40,000 richer, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my Vegas experience but all I have, all I had to do was fold pocket tens in the online event, and who knows, I might be sitting on a, a quarter mil here. True, true. Well, I got, I got to wrap it up. I'm gonna head out, but um, it uh, you may come back out, or you may not. Well, I was I was throwing the idea of going out with my son the the weekend of the 1K, you know, and spending two days with him, having fun, going to the arcade. Um, hanging out by the pool, this and that, and then um, playing the, you know, sticking him in front of the computer with his headphones for the Sunday. Well, you play the online. Play one K. <laughs> Here's Justi- Netflix, son. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> justify, yeah, justifying my my bad parenting, or you know, you never know. Maybe I could uh, play that one K at Alex's house with the, you know what I mean? There, where and he could still hang yes. up by the pool, and those guys can have some fun with them. Yeah, but it'd be you know it'd be it'd, ta- it'd be take some effort to clear out the drug den. First of all, it might be more work, more effort. Where- <laughs> yes. Frankly, where do we hide the four bongs? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, pot's legal now, man. It's no longer taboo. Obviously, oh man, like, I, 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 don't, I, I don't want my son more weed to uh, walking out or into a poker room than I have before in my life. It's impressive. <laughs> like, all right, just a green cloud. But uh, anyways, I got to run, Mikey. Okay, Steve. But, uh, nice thanks for you. coming on, and uh, thank you for tuning in. Here is your weekly motivational speech. You ever heard this myth? Everything happens for a reason, so just accept it. Well, there's kind of truth to that. If I jump off a building and break my legs, yes, everything happened for a reason. The reason was gravity. Like, that's why you break your legs, and physics. Legs brittle, concrete not brittle. So, that, but people interpret everything happens for a reason be like, well, I was meant to learn from that thing, and then BS. Read Richard Dawkins' The Selfish Gene, one of the most important books written in the last century. He says, organisms that only learn through trial and error lose to organisms that can learn through other people's trial and error. Is anybody here, we got a little live audience, anybody here ever had to be hit by a car to learn to look both ways? I didn't. I kind of learned from just somebody telling me, big car, two tons, velocity, smash, dead. And I now always look both ways. So if your myth is that the only way you're gonna learn is just through massive mistakes and trials and error, you haven't read Richard Dawkins' book. If you believe in evolution, or even you don't, you believe in creationism or whatever, why do we have big brains? Because we do have the biggest brains. on planet earth not always use them but we got the biggest potential it's to be able to what richard dawkins called project so you can literally sit in this chair and predict outcomes without having to do them 
And because we're all narcissists because of society and Instagram and all this, and I'm guilty of that too, we don't like to be uncomfortable because a narcissist story to themselves is you're the best. And so you don't, you, you, your worldview is messed up. That's a wiring issue. Um, let me put it this way. I meet people who think they're smart, okay? What it really tells me is they've never been around actual smart people. If you're really smart watching this, let's say you have 155 IQ. That's what Bill Gates has and Albert Einstein were up there. My step-grandfather had 155 IQ. He speaks 14 languages fluently. He can write Chinese. He's a chess master. He can play three other chess masters without looking at the board while they look at the board and beat all of them. If you're smart, you can do that. If you're not, I got good news for you. Warren Buffett says you only need about a 125 IQ to be very successful. But it's better to stay in your lane and just go, I'm not that smart, but you can hire 155 IQs. But that's an example of what I'm talking about of this rewiring. Right. <laughs> so these practical things will change your life. All right, since you have a concept called never be the bitch of your own mind. Yes. What do you mean by that? Your own mind is driven by deep evolutionary um, drives. So for example, narcissism is a protection mechanism, right? So your mind wants to tell you you're amazing. It makes you its bitch. You have to override that and go, you know what, I'm not that amazing. So let me go learn from amazing people. 